Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Good morning, it is the Clary Podcast. Uh, It isn't morning, no, it's not morning. It's 12.30 in the afternoon. And the old captain, 100 days without booze, guys. I think it's this week. 100 days without booze and the sleep schedule. As always, is screwed up because I'm not allowed to drink. No, can't drink. Well, I'm allowed, but I choose not to. And now the sleep schedule is all wacky. I'm getting no sun. Absolutely no sun. Surprisingly not depressed uh, as the lack of sun really puts me in a foul mood. Always wondered why. You're like, why am I in such a foul mood when it comes to December and January? Oh, I don't know, because there's like three freaking hours of daylight in Minnesota. Let me actually, let me let me explain something, okay? I'm going to explain something, because I keep getting this. I don't know why I keep getting this flack. Uh, I rip upon Minnesota. I rip upon the Twin Cities. I tell you not to come here. I wrote an entire chapter, basically, of telling people not to come here or go to Wyoming, and then you guys, I got people in the fan base who are saying, well, why don't you move out? Guys, did, did you not pick up? I, maybe you didn't hear it. The only reason, the only reason I'm in this shitty-ass state, one of the worst states in the union, is because my girlfriend is here. Now, there's other reasons that led up to this. Uh, I came here originally, and this just shows you how decisions made in, in your childhood Variables in your childhood can send you down an irreversible and irretractable path that will cost you a lot. So this is why I wrote Reconnaissance, man. I don't know why that isn't a bestseller. Everyone should be biased because there's a lot of wisdom in there that ain't in the other books. But the only reason I even came to Minnesota is because it was far away from my parents and it had reciprocity. Okay? I also came here because as a child I remember having fond memories with my aunt and uncle and my grandpa and my grandma, all right? But it, it, you don't think about this as a kid. Uh, you only visit them during summer. And I even liked winter when I was a kid and coming out of high school. I, I enjoyed winter sports. I, I finally got the snowboard at the end of college. I loved winter. Uh, I was working and patrolling in 30 below and, and just, you know, almost having hypothermia. It, it wasn't fun. That's where all of a sudden, like, I have the psychological, I don't want to use post-traumatic stress syndrome that's that's uh that's too uh dramatic and i don't have it i just don't like the winter no more but that decision that i made when i was 17 on where to apply to college i didn't even apply to any other colleges i just wanted to go to the university of minnesota because i had fond memories it had tuition and it was affordable and i thought it was great out there and people were nice and little did i know it took the better part of six months for me to realize you know all oh, crap here I am. and i couldn't go anywhere else because i didn't have the money I couldn't afford to go to warm states. I couldn't afford out-of-state tuition. That was not an option. So anyway, you plant your roots. There's some efficiencies that are gained. Like once you're there and you have a job, you start establishing a network and friends. That's what planting roots mean. 
And no matter how harsh the soil, no matter how toxic the soil, once you plant roots, it's hard to uproot and then go transplant yourself somewhere else, especially if you don't have money. So especially if you're in the lower income brackets, especially if you're on the poverty side of things, mobility is not an option, especially if you're going to college, which is why in the entire book I say, look, don't go to college right off the bat. Go explore the country with what minimal money you have so you don't have this, this burden of tuition and student loans on you. You have that freedom. You have that mobility. Go explore the country. Figure out things. Figure out where you want to go. Go plant your roots there after you do enough traveling to figure out, yes, I like Texas. Or yes, I like Florida. Or yes, I like Phoenix. Work there for a year. Build up your reserves. Get your uh, network there. And then go to college because you're now a citizen. You've been there for a year. I unfortunately did not have my elder self to give me this advice back when I was younger. But, but you guys have me. That's right. So, getting back to the original point, uh, it wasn't until I was 30 that I realized, yeah, I don't have to live here anymore. I got Because I, I kept thinking, well, I'll make money and I'll pay for housing. And that, that. I, I didn't think that Minnesota, I did, it didn't dawn on me. I thought I was just having bad luck. There are much more hospitable places than Minnesota for your, for your personal profit and productivity and your career and your happiness. And your dating life. And everything. Just everything. So after a while, you know, I got teaching dance class. The roots go further into the ground. Oh, those are pretty cake. I can't give up that. I bought rental property. Oh, that, that, that roots you down there. I can't get rid of that. And then all of a sudden, I met a really great gal. And now I'm dating her. And, and even though that's a good thing, the problem is she too is rooted here. She's got a great career. The, the, she blows me out of the water. <laughs> it's... I, if you have the choice, gentlemen, I recommend dating a woman that makes a lot of money. That's, I don't know where this BS, okay, maybe it's just me, this bullshit, where you guys are all worried that a woman's gonna, she's gonna trade up, or she doesn't find a man who makes less money than her. That has never been my experience with women. Two things in my life I've never had the experience with women that, that presumably is law or gospel here uh, amongst the red pill, manosphereian world, and that's money and height. I mean, I'm a short guy. Maybe my selection isn't that much, but I've, ha- I've never had trouble dating girls. I think the majority of the women I've dated are taller. My girlfriend is taller than me by, by gosh, a lot. And she puts on the heels that she's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I'm only 5'9", and I find out 5'8", because I guess I'm shrinking now. Uh, so it, it is a lopsided uh, picture when we come walking into, especially when we dance. People are like, what the hell is going on? It just is a very unnatural to the eye. Um... And then the other thing is the money. Like, if the girl makes more money than you, that she's somehow going to, like, trade you in and go for a guy that has to make more. I don't, I, I just personally, I know, I could be a statistical oddity. I just don't see that. I've never, I've never, now, I will admit, the vast majority of women that I have dated, there was no second date. That's true. And maybe it was because I was shorter. Maybe that is the case. I understand. Uh, but that's, you know, I don't, I don't let that bother me because I don't control height. And the same thing with money. That had never, I have never had that problem. Matter of fact, I think the vast majority of women I've dated always made more money than me, and it never bothered me. Maybe it bothered them. They didn't say. Uh, but I, let me think. The girls that that I dated for a significant amount of time, were they all? There's, yeah, one, two, parents' money, three, current, because she makes way more than I do. Um, and then again, I haven't dated seriously that many. Another gal? Yeah, four. 
There's another one, five. I'm thinking gals have dated more than like five dates. Or you could say we were dating, not that we went on a date and she hated my guts. Yeah, I think the majority of gals, quote, girlfriends I've had, I think almost all of them made more money than me. And it is as it is the case today. I don't know what's wrong with that. Why Why do you? Why are you guys worried about that? Is that an excuse? Is that another virgin towel thing? Or, oh, she makes more money. She's just going to... Do you always go and look for the reason she's going to dump you? And that puts you in a foul mood. And therefore, like, your foul mood is what drives her away to go and date the other guy. But because you make so little because you're a basement-dwelling virgin that any guy that she dates that makes more money, you blame it on that instead of you being a, a sourpuss loser? I don't know. It's always been fun. It's always been if you can go out and have fun. Maybe it's the natural confidence. If you've got so much confidence, you're not aware you have confidence. You're just, we're doing this. I don't care. We're going out. We're doing this. Oh, my God. He's so confident. He's going to take me dead. It just be fun. How hard is it to be fun? Go do fun things. You don't even have to talk. You would go ballroom dancing, salsa dancing. There's noise. There's loud. There's music. You don't have to talk. You just have to dance. Although, I don't know. We would have to interview... And and uh, survey the women I dated. Like, did you have? It was oh man. <laughs> Let me tell you about this one gal. I was working at Wells Fargo, and I would I will admit I was flying on cloud nine. I was like I was in a good mood because I was teaching the dance classes. I had a job. I was making good money. Um, I actually one of the rare rare years where I had hope. You know, I had hope, and I was I and I had I had optimism. So finally, I'm through this 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 baloney this bullshit. And um, there was this cute kind of auburn, brunettish, blonde, redhead kind of gal. She was cute. And the whole floor kind of knew that her and I would probably go on a date. I, I can't, And I guess it wasn't against the rules because Wells Fargo. I don't even recall like, oh, is this going to be against the rules? But um, the whole floor knew, oh, yeah, they're probably going to go out. Something's going to happen there. They're... He's got chocolate, she's got peanut butter. They're going to go make something, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And I was I was flying on cloud nine because the dance classes were great. I was, you know, I, and, and just, Frank, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. I am a catch. I was a catch back then. I mean, come on. The guy's teaching dance class. He's got a career. He's got hustle. I had property. I mean, and that was like when I was 24, 25. Ladies. Where did the good guys go? Why, where, why are all the losers? I mean, my gosh, was I, especially by today's standards with these millennial faggots, holy shit. I always came, I, so I knew it. I, I was like, and I'm having fun. I was dating multiple girls and just, and just in a good mood. And so I asked her if she wanted to go out. We did go out on a date. And I'm not joking, for the life of me, for the life of me, I thought the date went great. I thought we were we had a good time. We we're having great conversation. I wasn't an egotistical, arrogant fuck. I I was I was just fun. I can't even remember what we did, but I thought for sure there was going to be a second date. And we didn't even kiss goodnight or anything. It was just like first date, cool. Let's go have fun. I wasn't trying to get her drunk. I I probably took her dancing. Probably took her to a, a an okay restaurant because I could afford it. And by okay, I mean it was like Perkins back in the day. Maybe that's what it was. You got pissed that I took her to Devani's. I don't know. And so we, and then for the, I could not, I thought, man, I did good. You know, you hand in your paper. That's at least an A minus. I at least got an A minus on maybe a mistake here or there. But by God, it shows that I mastered the material. That teacher's going to give me an A minus. 
So the next week goes by, and go uh, in work. Hey, how's it going? Da, da, da. And then I uh, I asked her out on a second date, and she just ripped me a new one. Why the hell would I go? You're an arrogant, cocky ass. And da, da, da. you don't shut up. And I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> whoa. I didn't even have a blog. I didn't have no YouTube. There's no way like she could look me up. It was just my behavior at work in the date. And she wanted nothing to do with me. Oh, she hated my guts. She she thought I was the most arrogant, cocky putz. And I honestly, guys, I cannot for the life of me remember what the hell I did to this girl. I could have swore. I was like, well, I thought I, I, I asked her about herself. I did I I remember trying to think, what did I say that was so bad? What did I do? And uh, I will fully admit now, maybe there was something I did unbeknownst to me. You know, like kind of like Calvin and Hobbes or Calvin. Like, boy, I sure am great. I am great. By gosh, people will write about how great I am. And, and they'll say, how great. I'm so great. Even my greatness is great. And then Susie comes in, you're not great. And Calvin doesn't know. So perhaps maybe that's what it was. I was unaware of... Uh, of my arrogance and hubris. Perhaps I was completely inured to it. But still, in all intellectual honesty, I had no idea what I did. It was like that guy, that gal I told you guys be- about before, the redhead, the cute redhead. Turn at the Peace Academy over at St. Paul. And I took her to see uh, the Great Raid. <laughs> and it was everything was going great. Everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. I think I'm going to get a second date. The vibes were good. I'm like, da, da, da. And I asked her to go on a second date. She says, I don't date, guys. I'm a pacifist. And you took me to a war movie. I don't think it's going to work out. I'm like, I didn't know you were a pacifist. You didn't hand me your resume or your or your uh, your peer-reviewed piece over at Pacifist Quarterly. I'm unaware of that. I just think you're a cute girl. And I wanted to ask you out. I wanted to take you to a movie. The most innocent of shit. The most innocent of fucking shit. That's probably the last time Cappy was a really innocent, nice man. Coming up there with flowers. When's the last time you guys bought a girl flowers? Like, because you thought she was pretty and you wanted, oh, oh, the stupid shit we did when we were young. Going up to a girl in middle school. Oh, did you, any of you guys have the balls to do that? I had a crush on this girl. I was a freshman in high school. I thought she was very pretty. I want to ask her out. And I think I got to be cool. I got to be clever. How do I be cool? Ah, I know. I'll go get her. Fl- I went and got these stupid shitty ass. Fl- they cost money. I went and got these stupid shitty ass flowers over at the grocery store. You know, not not the real because I couldn't afford it. And I, I kind of get her like, hey, you want to go out? And she just like, no. And I think she was embarrassed probably is what it was. And and uh, that that didn't. But I was not couth. I was not tuned into these things. No, there was no manual. There was no manosphere. There was no red pill. And here's this stupid ass what fourteen, thirteen year old kid. Hey, okay, you want to go out, huh? Here's some flowers. That'll that'll compensate for my lack of charm and charisma and my Cary Grantish charms. <laughs> oh. The innocents. Oh, what would you girls give up now? You stupid broads who are now 30, 40, and 50. Now that, do you remember that when those nice, innocent, stupid boys awkwardly approached you? Who, who had the most noble of it? Not to mention a little bit of courage. That takes some balls. That takes some guts. 
And you may not have liked the delivery, it may was a bit of an unpolished approach, but what are you expecting out of a 14-year-old kid? At least, at least they, they, they went past the vanguard or the, 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 they, they made the hurdle and, they, and, they, and they, they went through with it. Oh, I bet you girls would love flowers. Now, I bet you women would absolutely kill to have some guy get you the shitty flowers over at the grocery store. I bet you girls, yeah, no, it's, it's gone. That's gone. It's too late. It's too late to turn back now. I'm never going to buy a cunt flowers again. It's too late. You fucked it up. I'm too busy reading podcasts and books. <clears throat> oh, man. What would... That would be interesting. Isn't that sad? The, the, there is equilibrium in everything, ladies. I truly believe this. And in pretty much every system, every process, every environment, there has to be equilibrium. Not just in the laws of physics, which I understand mathematically why that has to be, conservation of math, uh, mass law. I've seen it in economics, and by God, I see it in, uh, what is it, uh, socializing, courtship, dating. I mean, the wall is the perfect, you know, and, and the women have all the power early on, and uh, their beauty, they don't know how. But that's part of the balance. They have all this beauty. They have all the power, but they don't have the wisdom or the age to know what to do with it. They don't have the wisdom or the age to say, yes, this, this young man. They don't, and they certainly don't have their mothers or fathers coming in saying, hey, listen, you need some wisdom here and you need to capitalize on this. And then they piss it away. They forget. They, they never forget. They never learn that their beauty is fleeting. And that's the only reason guys are bringing them flowers at the age of 14. And they and they take it for granted. They take advantage of it. They they yell at boys who take them out and take them dancing. They yell at boys, or they well, she didn't yell. She just didn't look at me ever again or talk. About it. I gave her flowers. And then uh, then all of a sudden you're uh, 38, 39, and you got some other guys' kids, and uh, the, the guys aren't bringing you flowers no more. You don't have the right. You do not have the right. Don't even start. Good men gone. Don't even give me that. Do not give me that. I know where the good men were. There were there were tons of men. Unless you were particularly ugly or you stayed out of shape, which could be an increasingly common phenomenon amongst the millennials. But if if you were just like an average or better looking than that girl, you at least had some men. Maybe not give you flowers in the ninth grade in history class or whatever the hell it was. But you did have guys throwing themselves at you. And if you look back at it now, with the hindsight and wisdom you ladies have in your 40s and your 50s, oh, did you fuck up. You fucked up. <laughs> you had, you had guy, I, I can't believe, I, I gotta, there's gotta be, you know, if, if that's just my experience. Now, admittedly, maybe I was a bit more aggressive and creative. I remember making a mold one time, and actually, I sewed together a mold doll. A girl said, yeah, you kind of grow on me like mold. So I sewed this mold. This is this blue mold thing, and an amorphous blob, and I filled it with uh, beans, so it had the consistency of a bean bag. So it was very moldy-like. Had ping pong balls I drew on, eyes. It kind of looked like a cookie monster, but it was a mold. That ain't ever going to happen again. That shit is never happening again. That was young Clary. That was youthful Clary. That was the young, innocent, naive boys back in the day who had... Now, ladies, I know this is, this is hard. This is complicated shit. You might want to sit down and grab a big sheet of paper. Not a little one, a big sheet of paper. But men had 
the complicated logic that if they liked a girl, they would treat her nice. Now, I know that's that's some fucked up crazy shit out there, man. That's some that's just wild, wild stuff. And and who who could think through that that chaotic labyrinth of logic and reasoning? Oh, the girl likes the guy. The girl does nice things for the guy. Then maybe the girl will go out with the guy. That is how simple and naive it was. Oh no. Now we got to do economics. Now men have to forecast. They have to intuitive, like Karnak the Great, they have to hold the envelope up to the head, say, she is a pacifist. She does not want to go see a war movie. <laughs> the good news is, the good news, guys, like Francis, older gentleman, just turned 50, is we look back at it and now we know. We're vindicated. See, that's the thing. There's no regret. Like we look back and we said, you know what? I played it straight. I, I actually did do the best I could with the information I had. We did the right thing. And we said, you know what? There are no regrets. We dodged a lot of bullets, but there are no regrets. You girls, you can't say that. I, I, I wonder what women would pay after they hit menopause to just have an ounce of the attention they got back when they were in their teens and 20s. Just an ounce. Just to have a guy go in and like flirt with you. And, and an awkward one as well. They'd pay a fortune just to have some innocent kid, well, kid, or elderly gentleman approach in that awkward, bumbling, fumbling type of way that we boys did it back when we were in middle school. Oh, just just that? That was gone, isn't that, dears? That is all gone. That is in the past. That will never happen to you again. <laughs> Oh, and that's equilibrium. That is equilibrium. Because now, carrying on with this equilibrium theme, the, the lack of wisdom, the lack of knowledge for you to know what you had when it was being given to you, conditioned the boys as they grew up and became men to say, well, I'm not doing that ever again. And I don't mean like they logically came to the conclusion. It physically, mentally revolts me. Uh, revulses, revolts, revulses. It, I have a, a sick feeling in my stomach. Not huge, but I actually have a sick feeling in my stomach now where I, I go and I buy a girl flowers or something uh, because I'm just like, this is so schmaltzy. This is gross. This is stupid. Because it, it wasn't only beaten out of me. Doing schmaltzy shit like writing poems. Oh my God, was I a fucking idiot. I mean, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I used to write girls' poems. Like, cute, you know, uh, I like you, babe. I like you lots. It's for you. I got the hots. Uh, let's go on a date. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, how stupid and dumb. How shameful. But even though it's cute, it's just, it's not in me anymore. You girls genetically program. I guaranteed you trained the genetics of men to get so disgusted with themselves when they look back and look at that and say, God, I did what? Oh, I cringe. I wee-oo. I did what? God, was I a fucking idiot? So logically, with the frontal cortex, the frontal lobes, we figure out, yeah, that was cute and all. Oh, how endearing. But in the stomach, in the gut, I'm like, oh, I'd never do that again. I would never do that again. And then that's where the men become stoic. That's where the men become an indifferent, aloof James Bond. And then you girls want to chat. That's how it happens. And then that's when we get the powers of the girls. The reign of women is over. The reign of men has come. Or the time of men has come. So there you are. 
you're in your mid-30s, all's in your 40s and your 50s, you're all established, and you just don't, you have zero fucks to give. Your demand is that your hormones are dying. Ah, fuck it, I got more important shit to do. What are you doing? I have this friend. Oh, you doing? This is bad. Why is that good man? Where have the good men gone? Why can't I find a man? What was the man? What did you want the man to be? Do you want him to go back and go buy you flowers and stupid shit like that? I'll tell you who does have a, they know exactly how to, see, I wouldn't even know. I've, I've been out, I've been out of the dating market for 10 years now. I wouldn't even know where to go or what to do uh, to woo these girls. I don't know the formula anymore to get 40 and 50 something year old women. But you know who does? It's those guys down in uh, the tropical climes in the United States, the Caribbean and the, the Latin American countries and in Ru- uh, Russia, in the Uni- uh, Europe. It's the North African guys, uh, these guys who do, you know, who know how to smooth talk the the British women. What is it? It's the it's the Sun or the Daily Mail. It's one of those tabloids. It's not a real publication. Um, so I'm I'm a little suspicious of their their publishing because it's just too juicy. Uh, so, but they inevitably profile some woman who got schnookered by Ahmed down in freaking Tunisia who told her all the right things. So they must know what that formula is. They know how to tingle the fancies to give the VTs to the women in their 40s and the 50s. What is it? You, you know what would be, oh, would this be awesome? This would so be awesome. Look, okay, we got global reach with the old podcast here. If any of you guys down in the tropical climes, be it the eastern or western hemisphere, if you guys know, if you like schnooker and swindle these uh, middle-aged broads, from the Western world, from Western countries. You got to write in and tell me. Write in and tell me what the formula is. I am so curious what you got to do now. I, I guess it is easy. What do you tell them? They're beautiful and the fact that you're younger, that, that makes them think that they still have it. Uh, what? Because I see, I see these pictures. Now, they're, they're posts. I, I got I to gotta suss out what is... Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Not fantasy or fanaticism. It's, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? I have to suss out the truth from sensationalism, from the yellow and brown journalism. Because it does happen. But I would love to know what one of you man whores out there, you, I mean, do you even have to sleep with them? Ugh. Ew. <laughs> I guess if you're coming from that poor of a country and you could swindle 10 grand out of these gals, you guys are set for life. But every once in a while, those articles pop up. But man, would I love to see. I would love to get the behind the scenes for you guys down there. What, it, what lies do you sell to these gals that gets them to part with their ex-husband's money and their divorce settlement? I would just love it for you guys. Because I'd be curious. Beforehand, it wasn't flowers in this. Now is it flowers in this? Now are they all excited? Now will they gladly take the flowers from the sad, awkward uh, uh, foreigner man? Would anyone read Eat, Pray, Love? I guess that's what I guess that's what we could read. That worked out well for her, didn't it? All right, we got. Let's get some fan. I got some fair fan. You could send me fan mail if you'd like. Just email the old captain. Uh, I will always take praise and adoration, adulations. If you want to tell me how great I am, you can. I'll take that. Um, Colby writes, Captain. I'm a 17 year old, now 18 year old, that had you do the Air Force or Marines video. I would like to just thank you. For your advice on it, I decided to go Air Force and got an air traffic controller contract. 
when I leave in August of 2017. Awesome. I believe you need to charge people. Wait a minute. Did I already read this one? Did I read? Oh, yeah. This one is already folded up. Sorry. I read that one. That, that was last week. Because then I got yelled at. Well, not yelled at. Another <coughs> another economist wrote in and said, Hey, yeah, you can't transfer the military air traffic controller to the civilians. So I had to email Kobe after that. Uh, Donovan writes, um, Aaron, didn't want to confuse you with, oh, Aaron, didn't, don't, didn't, didn't want to confuse you with the PayPal payment I sent your way. The payment is for absolutely nothing in the article you posted about Buzz Aldrin at Return of Kings. Big fan of your work, and I needed it more than you, you, you know, Don. And then he goes through his certifications, which I'm not going to list because it would identify him, but, uh, he is military highly trained he went to one of the top schools in the country he got grad school at one of the top school in the country he has a career that is uh, squashes my little nuts of a career here uh this is by all means and measures a superior person and if you wanted to know the article he's talking about um i did read it's a good piece guys i'm not joking you know me i i, I bullshit and always oh yeah everything you know my shit is great. You know, I, I joke a lot. This is one of my best pieces. You can find it at Return of Kings. It's uh, about Buzz Aldrin. So if you go to returnofkings.com and read the article, it's a good article. It's about how humans aren't programmed to deal with success. If you look at the entire history of humankind, we've dealt with failure. That has been the human experience, has been failure. There's retirement is is a is a very recent development that our brains have not yet developed or evolved to adapt to, but our brains are highly adapted to failure, and so when you like Buzz Aldrin, you're a freaking astronaut. You're one of the first people to land on the moon, and you have fame and everything else, and you don't have to work ever again. Your brain doesn't know what to do with it, and then you go into a depressive, soul crushing funk. Uh, which he did, but read through it because I'm predicting a lot of you guys. I'm not bullshit when I say this. We are smarter than the average bear. The listeners to this podcast, the readers, are, we are smarter than average, and there's going to be a higher percentage of us that get past this uh, metaphorical finish line where we don't have to work, where we are minimalist, where we uh, achieve all we need to in life at earlier and earlier ages due to advances in technology, and uh, there's nothing on the other side of that finish line. So don't think, oh yeah, I made it. Oh, there, there is dark fucking demons on the side of that, uh, on the other side of that finish line, and I'm warning people and preparing them for it in that article. So um, that's definitely a must read. So go check that out. Uh, this is from Creighton. Creighton is writing in response to a video I did about how tradesmen can make six figures. It's on my YouTube channel, and uh, it's basically I was angry because I've been trying to find contractors to work on my house. And um, whereas they have the skills and the abilities, they have absolutely no professionalism or business acumen about it. So no, people just haven't showed up. People don't finish the job, all that other kind of stuff. So I did a video saying if you want to make six figures as a tradesman, it's not your trade. It's showing the fuck up on time, finishing the fucking job, and showing up sober. And Creighton writes, I'm an electrician, and when I was an apprentice 20 years ago, I had this old salty journeyman who would repeatedly... Note that there are only two rules for success as an electrician. One, don't get excited. And two, show up on time every day and be willing to work without too much complaining. That's it. And between him and my actual father, who was a boiler maker, but did just about anything for dry cleaning 
for a dry cleaning chain for 25 years. I took the advice to heart. Today and for the past eight years or so, I make more than 100000 per year. Last year, it was 129000 There we go. See? There it is. Right from the, right from the front lines, guys. Right from the freaking front lines. Um, ironically, even as a wage employee, I've been legally exempt for federal income taxes for the past three years. The rest of them still add up to about twenty-five k per year, but at least it's actually possible. Well, thank you, Crane, very much. That is, I keep telling you, not that hard, not that hard. All right, let's get some uh, podcast going or uh, some sponsors here. It's a very campy Christmas, and if you would like to help out the captain and ensure that the captain does not leave, that he will podcast forever until he dies, uh, the only thing I have left in life to worry about is my mortgage. And if you want to help me pay off the mortgage, you can. And it's not going to help you. It's not going to cost you a penny more. Not going to cost you a penny Well, geez, Cappy, how is it not going to cost me a penny more if I'm going to go pay off your mortgage for you? It's simple. You go to my Amazon affiliate page and you do all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. And all you have to do is you don't sign up. There's no pay. You just got to click one extra thing. You go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You look for the Amazon banner. It's in the top right quadrant of the blog. You click on it. It takes you to Amazon, and then they know that you came from my site. And any shopping you do uh, during that shopping session, I get 7% of the commission. I did the math, and if all the listeners were to do all the shopping online between now and Christmas, I will have my mortgage paid off, and we are so far behind. (laughs) It just didn't happen. No, I just like there's like a little bump, and I'm like, really? And then they, I just I don't get it, because you can you, they got analytics on this Amazon affiliate program, and there will be days where I'm just sitting on the toilet taking a shit, and all of a sudden three thousand dollars in sales will come in, and I'll make a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, what the hell happened that day? And I try to go back and reverse engineer it, you know, like, oh, why did books sell this much? Why? Did, you know what? There's no rhyme or reason. None. There's no rhyme or reason to you people. You're all out there doing whatever the hell it is you do, climbing trees, chasing girls, throwing rocks. I have no idea what you guys are doing. But if there was some logic or correlation between marketing and income, go to the Amazon affiliate page, go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the banner ad, do all your online shopping and Christmas shopping there, make the captain very happy. Uh, You can also buy my books. Uh, We have uh, Reconnaissance Man. Please get that book. That is an absolute must. It will make a great gift for any person in your life, including you, who may be a little bit lost in life and doesn't know where they want to go, where they want to live, what they want to do, or life is just not panning out the way they hoped. Get Reconnaissance Man. It's available in paperback. It's available in Kindle. And for the younger people, it's available in audio. And I cannot emphasize enough uh, how important that book is to many. And that'd be the first book I recommend people read if you're in high school. Even before Worthless, I recommend you read Reconnaissance Man. Uh, we have the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for our black brothers out there who are in poverty and simply demand better. Uh, with the election of Trump, seems that uh, black men voted more for Trump than they have uh, previous Republicans because I think Trump is doing exactly what he has to do, and that is treating his fellow black man not like a fucking retard, treating him like an equal, speaking to them as an adult. Shock of shocks, horrors of horrors. If you treat your fellow man like a fellow man, they might listen to you a little bit more. So if you want some blunt, direct commentary and advice, get the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for any, I mean, other people could buy it too. I mean, if you're in poverty, 
People have often said it's the poor man's guide out of poverty, but it is tailored to black men. I consulted many young black men, advice and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's unique circumstances, political, sociological, uh, affecting black men. Uh, but you can get that. That's available in paperback and Kindle. It's not available in audio yet. Because I'm, I got, I can only do one audio book at a time. I got someone working on Enjoy the Decline. We got Bachelor Pad Economics, another great book for Christmas, an absolute must for any young man or young woman or any person, frankly, who's willing to read it. The uh, Financial Advice Bible for Men. Get that. That is going to be worth its weight in gold. Well, okay, maybe not. Well, one point. Yeah, it actually, is worth its weight in gold. It's maybe. Its weight in gold, its price in gold would be about $80,000. And the advice in that book is worth more than $80,000. So if you get that book, a lot of you will be much better off for it. That's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook read by our good friend Davis Arini, who you can hire. Look at him over at stairsoftheworld.com. Worthless, also read by Davis Arini. That's the Young Person's Indispensable Guide for Choosing the Right Major. Again, a great Christmas gift. For nieces, nephews, young ones, kids in high school, kids in college, yourself, anyone about to go to college, anyone about to look at the daunting task of forking over that much money, make sure they don't piss it away on some worthless degree, okay? Get that book for them. Available in paper, back, Kindle, and audio, audible.com, amazon.com, you'll find it. Uh, Enjoy the Decline, you can find Enjoy the Decline also on amazon.com. That's available in paperback and Kindle and should be available in audio by the end of the month. Yeah, about by the end of the month. Jim, is, Jim has got some hustle. He'll get it done. Um, so that I know that a lot of you may not say, well, wait, Trump just won. What, what, enjoy the ascent. The guys over at the backlot, they're saying I should write a book called Enjoy the Ascent because I was completely wrong about the uh, Trump election. I, well, we'll wait. We'll see if Trump does something. Uh, but... If you still think the long-term fundamentals of the United States is is negative, uh, which I happen to agree with, I think this is fleeting, frankly. Unless Trump really turns shit around, unless he really and and Congress too. Let's let's not forget that. I know everyone focuses on Trump, but remember he's got a Congress to deal with. And uh, there's people in Congress that have that have been, become traitors. Remember Obamacare, Jim Jeffords. Do you remember him? Was it Jim? He uh, he switched from Republicans to Democrats. Um, there's Republicans that'll turn. There are. Alan Specter, that wishy-washy fuck. Did he die? I hope he died a painful death. So, um, yeah, don't get your hopes up about the Trump. But regardless, if you are worried about the long-term prospects of the United States, get the book, Enjoy the Decline. It's a great book uh, available for everyone. Curse of the High IQ, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Again, great book for uh, Thanksgiving. Or man, yeah, this is a great book for Thanksgiving. Hey, you're intelligent. Give thanks for you being intelligent. Give people that book for Thanksgiving. You can also get it for them for Christmas. Paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. And then we have uh, my other books, Behind the Housing Crash, uh, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Captain's Quarterly. All available at Amazon. Or you can just go to my author's page. If you search my name on Amazon, A-A-R-O-N-C-L-A-R-E-Y, you will find all all those books available there. Then there's other books. Uh, Frank Servi, Uncle Nick, uh, and Burning the Midnight, and Pretty Lies Perish. Those are his three books. You can find him at uh, Amazon.com. Frank Servi, spelled C-E-R-V-I. Uh, and the Uncle Nick books, the first two I mentioned, those are basically if a red pill 
man in the purest form, the epitome of a red pill man, were to exist and be indifferent and be the uncle that tells his nephews and nieces the harsh truth and pisses off everybody at the dinner table, that would be Uncle Nick. It's fictional, but it's pretty funny. Then we have Run Guts Pull Cones and another book called Pushing Rubber Downhill by our good friend Adam Piggott down in Oz. So if you want to listen, uh, well, actually, he doesn't. He had Davis also read his book, so he doesn't have the Australian accent. But if you want to listen to his podcast or read his blog, you can search Pushing Rubber Downhill. You'll find Adam's website there. But his books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill, are also available at Amazon.com. Good books, by the way. Um, I think Pushing Rubber Downhill is an audiobook. Run Guts, Pull Cones, not yet. T.J. Martinell, The Stringers. T.J. is an actual journalist, a real one. So he's a real author, unlike me. So if you want to read real writing by a real person in a real profession, uh, get T.J. Martinell's The Stringers, a whodunit, futuristic, uh, Sam Spade journalist type uh, thing that I haven't read yet because I'm too damn busy. But if you're kind of interested in a mystery whodunit, get The Stringers, available at Amazon.com. Trollbert, spelled T-R-U-L-B-E-R-T. It's like Dogbert or Catbert or Dilbert but spelled Trollbert, pronounced True Liberty, by Mitch Berg at ShotInTheDark.info fame. Uh, Mitch has got his show on 1280 The Patriot, AM 1280 The Patriot. And so he talks with people and does stuff. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to talk radio forever. I, do, I just, I don't tune in. I do, I'd, I'd rather, I just, it's podcast, guys. That's where it's going. It's podcasts. The radio, the day of radio is over. The time of the podcast has come. Navsquam, N-V-S-Q-V-A-M, by Ann Sturzinger. You can find her at Ann Sturzinger, spelled Sturzinger, at annsturzinger.com. Tell her the old captain sent you, or just go buy her books available at amazon.com. And then Chris Muir, go to his website, daybydaycartoon.com where he pokes fun at the left in politics and skewers all the right people on his daily internet webcomic. So you can go to daybydaycartoon.com. Also advertise on his site. Send him an email. He's got a little bit of advertising space. And his demographics, if you are an entrepreneur and you are um, selling something, uh, he, he charges fair and reasonable rates. So um, And he gets to enjoy. He lives down south. He'll be able to enjoy the winter and the weather down there. J.R. Guerrera www.jrguerra, spelled G-U-E-R-R-A. Uh, do not roll your R's if you are in the United States, because we don't roll our R's here. We just call Guerra. Uh, so jrguerra.com. He is the only one to come out with a uh, an album for the Manosphere, for the Red Pill. So the lyrics are very, actually quite poetic. They're very interesting. You actually want to listen to the lyrics, as opposed to Nirvana. Wait. No, that's not Nirvana. Who's the guy with the real deep voice? I can't even. I can't even mimic him. It's very unique sounding, but it's it sounds like a guy with a bass voice who's drunk. Um, but J.R. Guerra, if you will, go to his site, buy the album. Also, he lives in Seattle. He does guitar repair. So if you uh, are in the Pacific Northwest. And you have guitar issues, go to jrguera.com. Uh, and that is... Pi- oh, one, uh, two other items. One, uh, I am on gab.ai. For those of you who 
are sick and tired of Twitter's leftist politics. Not to mention Twitter may not be around as a format anymore. As I, as I predict, I imagine the mainstream media, one of the old media companies, those dinosaurs, will buy it as a press release machine or a tool. So I don't think it will ever go away. But as they are blatantly biased to the left, uh, and you are, especially if you appreciate free speech and you're sick and tired, it's not even the free speech. You know what it really is? It's like having your fucking mother lecture you about your language at the age of 35. It's like, you know what? Fuck off. Just fuck off. You're supposed to be these liberal, open-minded California, hey, man, like, I, you know, I don't agree with you, man, but I'll defend you right to the death to say it. And those kind of those faggots. Right. Oh, wait, man, you said something that I don't like, so now it's, like, kind of personal, man. Yeah, except these are millennial ballless, spineless pussies. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, 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 there's that aspect, but then there's also the... Well, you said, it's like, no, you're not my mom. Even if my mom said that, I'd tell her to screw off. You know, I don't, I, I was a kid once. I'm not a kid now. Stop treating me like a fucking kid. That's what really pisses me off about this stuff. Facebook, oh, you can't use the word faggot. Fuck you. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Jesus Christ. Just these, these precious little, it's not even him. It's just, it's all of you. All of you think you're just, you're just so much higher brow and more intelligent than people. It's not even the, more, the, the intelligence, it's this morality. You think you're, you're morally better. Well, we're not going to tolerate that speech. Fine, fine, it's your private company. But don't, don't, don't make it sound like you're no different than these Bible thumpers who come in and claim we're all going to go to hell because we don't believe in Jesus, because we curse, or because we have interracial marriages. Just fuck off. We shouldn't legislate morality. We're not moralizers. We're not process. Yeah, you are. You guys are. You're just like fucking church. That's naughty language. We don't have fuck you. Where the hell was I going? Facebook? What? Oh, that's right. So, if you want to be treated like an adult and you really want to have free speech, sign up for an account at gab.ai. I have no, no vested interest in this. They're not paying me. I'm just saying... Uh, when Twitter goes down, I'd like to have all of you guys have this other account. Or if you're looking to get an account, go to gab.ai. It's basically the adult version of Twitter. And then also the adult version of Facebook is minds.com. And I have an account there too. And what I'm saying, you might as well sign up for these accounts now because the day is coming that when you say fart or frick or freak, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to kick you off of Facebook and then you got to go find another. So you might as, we might as well go to minds.com. Whatever I post of interest on Facebook, I also post at Minds.com. And then you don't have to worry about getting kicked off because basically these sites were created in response to, to Facebook and Twitter and their, and their censorship. That's all it is, which they have every right to do. I understand. But when you're sick and tired of done being treated like a little three or four-year-old child by your parents who aren't, uh, come over to Gab.ai, sign up with an account with Minds.com, follow me, say hello. Um, and that's basically where I'd go if Twitter ever shuts down or goes bankrupt or they just become so leftist and tyrannical that people are like, screw you, we're out of here. We're done. We don't, we're, we're done with this shit. You know, I have a feeling people will start to, once, once they gain a critical mass of people and, you know, again, equilibrium, start pulling and drawing, have their own gravitational pull. I have no idea why you'd be on Facebook. The only reason people are still on Facebook and Twitter is because of first mover advantage. 
and people have built up such an infrastructure and investment in there. But you might as well start now. You might as well have two, you know. Just because just cause th- this girl is the only girl in Wyoming doesn't mean you have to settle for the toothless, uh, meth-addicted whore who is infected with syphilis and, and AIDS and gonorrhea and herpes. You don't have to sleep with that girl in Wyoming. You can, you can drive to Colorado. You could drive to South Dakota and get an account with gab.airminds.com. So that's where the old captain is there. All right, I've got to do a little bit of news. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? This is not so much news. There's no particular news story, but uh, the fallout from the Trump election uh, has brought about a very interesting observation that we kind of already knew, but we need to crystallize this and bring it to the forefront so that people's frontal lobes can understand this and relax. This is a very important epiphany or realization. I want to thank Tom Reinhardt, or Todd Reinhardt. Uh, he did a video uh, talking about the role of media in a post-Trump election world. And his basic point was that the media, the traditional media, the mainstream media, is no longer media. That it's it's obsolete. That there's no such thing as the main... All it is a propagandist arm of the Democrat and Socialist parties. And it is. We've all known that. We've used it to slam on them. We've used it to point out their bias. But there was still kind of this residual kernel or seed of truth that they did have some journalistic integrity. It's just that the people that chose a profession in media had a bias. Because basically you look at it, every when you go into journalism, when, you're, when you decide to claim you're a journalism major, you're going to claim or, or declare a journalism major, let's just admit it, you're a lazy fuck. Right? That's the truth. You're a lazy fuck. And it is not that you are a leftist or that you are a socialist or you are a Democrat. It has not, you may have that political opinion or that bias. And you may have all the intentions of the world of going into journalism to report the news and be an actual journalist. But over time, what has happened, especially as standards and qualifications and, and um, requirements that we demand of, has gone down, as the quality and caliber of humans have gone down, it is, that, that bias... That laziness has ultimately made the mainstream media nothing more than a mouthpiece. There isn't even that kernel or seed of truth anymore in what the mainstream media does. You can't even call them media. They are not media. And this is the point that Todd points out. Is there? You wouldn't listen to them. Why would you listen to these people? Why would you listen to CNN and all the other? And thank God because I'm already forgetting. I don't watch the news anymore. I don't read Fox News. I don't pay attention to CNN. I go online and I get my news through through, uh, through uh, the internet. Drudge, Zero Hedge, whatever. And in part because their bias is so clear, in part because there's no longer the seed or kernel of truth, and in part because technology has obsoleted them, they're not the media. And, to, and especially when you combine just how much they carried water for Barack Obama... And how biased their their coverage was uh, during the Trump election. Any any gal that came out with a vag saying Trump grabbed her, or Trump Trump had sex back in the '30s, or whenever the hell Trump was uh, was throwing his sperm around like a like a, a lawn sprinkler, they come up and they cover that. They it it undermines all of them. It destroys, eliminates in totality. Any kind of claim 
that these aged baby boomer fucks and the Gen X pieces of shit like Jon Stewart and that half white, half black guy they have on whatever the news show is. There was an article. I don't watch. I don't even know the guy's name. God Almighty! They had an article about this guy. He he's the he's the half white, half black guy, um, who's a pussy and a Muslim, and a leftist. And no, I'm not talking about Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know his name. He took over from John Stewart's spot, and he wrote an article about racism and discrimination. And you know what's funny? It came up in Yahoo News. And Yahoo News quote news. It's so biased to the left. It's basically just a, a female rag in both senses of the of the phrase. Uh, that the comments like, dude, we are sick and tired of this constant narrative of racism and discrimination. If you don't like it here, go back to fucking South Africa, where presumably this dipshit is from. Uh, it, 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 it's not news. It's not, no matter, and you could try and pass it on the mantle to the Gen X generations like this guy was, where they, oh, we're just kind of an entertainment slash news show. You can't pin us down exactly. We'll, we'll switch our position depending on who's making the accusation and what the accusation is. Oh, we're serious news. Oh, no, we're a comedy show. Oh, we're serious news. Oh, no, we're a comedy show. No one's, no one's believing it anymore. And that's in part why Trump won, is because the media in combination with the internet, had really removed the covers to show, they removed the shield, they removed the lid and shown a light into just how disgusting and biased uh, uh, the media is. And not to mention, I think people are worn out. They are sick and tired of racial pieces. They're sick and tired of vag pieces. They're sick and tired of glass seal. We're sick and fucking tired of it. Even the leftists are. Even traditional Democrats, by the way, uh, which is one of the many, the hardworking ones, those coal miners, the males, the union ones, yeah, they don't, they don't want to hear another story about vag. They don't want to hear another story about transgendered issues. They're sick and fucking, but the media doesn't, they're so far, they are so far gone. So not only do they do nothing near approaching reporting the news and journalism, they are simply advancing narratives. They're simply an arm of the Democrat Party. And I really mean that. They are an arm of the Democrat Party. And this is the point that Todd makes. Why would anyone listen? And it became obvious. Undermining all this is the internet. And in, in multiple ways. First, you got the... the it exposes... You know, the, the, the CNN could go ahead and run an article in the days like it used to. New York Times could go ahead and run an article uh, and, and no one really... Unco- but now the internet, now we know. Now people, oh wait, no, you're biased here. No, wait, you, you failed to report this key piece of information. So it, it already kind of shines a light and calls into questions and it undermines the entire authority of the traditional mainstream media. The second thing it's done is that it's allowed... Everyone else who is the real media, who is the new media, to come in and basically be their own micro-news agency, to be their own journalists. Now, this has been going on for at least a decade now, Powerline, um, Drudge, all these other people, uh, the guy who like kind of goes undercover and exposes the Democrats for what they are by, you know, he did what, the he exposed Planned Parenthood where they're selling children's bodies parts, oh, Oh, or aborted fetuses, body parts, to be accurate. That wouldn't have happened. But that's the real journalism. That's what's going on. 
And Todd kindly says, you know who should make up the Washington press corps? It should be Stefan Molyneux, Milo, and humbly admit, uh, uh, said myself, and some other gentlemen as well, Asernovich. Because we're the only ones, not just me, I'm, I'm, not, I'm humbled that he included me in there. But these people actually have journalistic integrity. These people would actually be critical of Donald Trump. They wouldn't be digging up some fucking 58-year-old hag that had her boobies theoretically touched by him back in the 70s. And it's true. We, it's just, look, it's just like publishing or CDs of the music industry. In the olden days, yeah, it was the publishing houses. It was corrupt, and it was nepotistic, and it wasn't efficient. And in the olden days, you had the record labels who would screw people over. Now the internet allows... Anyone to become a a journalist or a a media pundit or a a political pundit or whatever else have you. But out of the millions of people that have gone this route, some, if not a lot of them, have way more journalistic integrity, are real journalists, than any of these fucking, quote, professionals are over at the Washington Press Corps or over at the New York Times or over at CNN, even Fox News. And it was social media, in part, that helped Trump win the election. So if you want the, the new media, the really the new journalists, the, the true media, the true fourth branch of government is not the mainstream media. They are so fucking guilty. They, are so, they should be, la- and the people are starting to wake up to it. They're starting to see this on the internet. That, they're, they, I, that Todd makes the great point that if you really want to have real journalists in there, you would go and recruit people from the internet, not fucking the Columbia School of Journalism, not the fucking New York Times, not fucking CNN or, uh, or, or, or Fox News or MSM or any of you would not. There would not be one baby boomer in that thing. Not one. Not one. You'd go to the internet. It would all be internet. You wouldn't. And here's, this is the, the next logical point, this is where my mind went and I just had this epiphany. You don't even need the Washington Press Corps. You don't need media at all. You want If you're Donald Trump, if you're news, if you're a, a public figure, and if people want to interview, if people at the uh, society, the population, the people want your opinion on something, you know what you do? You know what I'd do if I was Donald Trump or any politician or anyone of, of uh, uh, significance or, 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 or uh, public note? I wouldn't hold press conferences. Press conferences are outdated. You know what you do? You go to YouTube and you make your fucking statement. See, the handful of times I've been interviewed by the Star Tribune and other places, they have at minimum, at minimum, done a slight spin or left something key out. When when you read articles in the Star Tribune or pretty much for any other, uh, uh, quote, traditional media about me, that is not... 100% accurate reflection of what I said. It was spun, things were taken out of context, and you just you just do not talk to the media. You don't, because they're not necessary anymore. You have your own media. You have YouTube. You have Twitter. And that's what I did when there was that big brouhaha uh, where the, not the world, but the, uh, the People magazine tabloid reading daytime soap opera type of uh, uh, world, that world, when they got their panties in a bundle, because I uh, wrote an article about not seeing the feminist Mad Max, and that went apeshit around the world. You know what my response was? I didn't. I didn't take interviews. I didn't. I didn't tell a written journalist. No, fuck you. You're outdated. You're obsolete. I went to YouTube. I made my statement. Fuck you. There's my statement. Write it down and shove it up your ass. 
And that's what anybody should do. You never go to the media. Not only because they're going to screw you and they're going to lie, and that's basically what they do. They're going to lie about what you said. They're not needed. They're obsolete. They're like Barnes and Noble. They're like Borders Books. They're like book publishers. They're like Capitol Records. They're done. They're over with. The day of Capitol Records is over. The time of iTunes and YouTube is here. You don't need them. And if there's any group or any category in the world of media that has proved its metal and worth, it's the alternative media. It's the internet media. Not the traditional fucktards on cable news. Not these idiots who are still writing and printing actual pieces of paper so the 70-year-olds can read today's news, not today's news, two days ago's news printed yesterday for today. So not only do they have, are they, are they obsoleted from a moral and a functional standpoint, because they are nothing more than a mouthpiece for the socialist forces in the United States. They're, they're just hacks. There's no reason. It is worse than toilet. At least toilet paper has a function. They're getting obsoleted technologically-wise. And they can't keep up. They simply cannot keep up. Like CNN, this is a perfect example. CNN ran with the story where they grabbed these token examples of um, anti-minority racism or instances like someone spray-painted something about Trump will export or deport everybody. Some people brought deportation papers to a high school. What about the black, uh, the white guy that got the shit kicked out of him because he voted Trump? What about these uh, protesters shutting down highways and interstates? Oh no, CNN's not going to do that. They're going to. It's so fucking blatant, so fucking, and 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 you should be ashamed of yourselves. You're so fucking hypocritical to claim you're a legitimate news source when all you are is a biased piece of political hack. You're just Pravda. That's all you are. I don't care how much fucking money Ted Turner gives you guys. I don't care how many billions you've amassed over the past. I don't care how many suits or, or hot babes that you have read from the teleprompter you put up there and how many flashy lights and, oh, look, we got to quit. You are obsoleted. You are pointless. You are done. The new and legitimate and real media are the citizen journalists. It's the bloggers and the podcasters and the YouTube. That's who it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit cautiously hopeful that this trend will continue. If for any other reason, millennials. I, they, they don't watch TV. There's no TV. They don't go and turn on the cable. Why would you get there on their phones and they're on their tablets and their, desk, or their laptops? No one's watching TV screens. They're watching computer screens. And no one's going to pay for fucking cable or CNN or Fox News. Oh, they're all switching to live stream, to, to, to streaming, to digital. And thank God, because that little infrastructure of yours is gone. You're going to go out with a whimper like the baby boomers did. And because it's through the internet, and the internet is truly democratic, they're not going to have this constant left-wing completely sucking Barack Obama and John Maynard Keynes dick bias all the time. There's going to be, and, and here's another thing, you cocksucking motherfucking pieces of communist shit. They're going to be exposed to even extreme views 
Because we're already, look, you've shoved extreme views up our asses enough. We already got it. Yep. Blacks and Hispanics and my, as long as you're not a white male, you're great. No, that's not extreme. Oh, everyone's problem is white male. That's not extreme. No, no, no. Hey, nationalized healthcare. No, no, that's not extreme. Oh, communism's all right. Bernie Sanders. The fact Bernie fucking Sanders even stood a shot just shows you how much water you guys have been carrying. That's done now. That's gone. You've normalized the left. You, you, you guys even got privilege normalized. Well, now with the internet, there's people like me out there. And whatever right-wing extremism, the problem with these right-wing extremisms is they're way more efficient and they're going to catch on. I, they have the potential, let's just say, to catch on like a, like a spreadable virus a lot easier because they're based in reality and truth, which makes it a lot simpler. We don't have to believe in a religion or the boogeyman that white men actively conspire every day to hold everyone else down. We don't have to believe in that bullshit. It's like, uh, yeah, you're having too many kids out of wedlock. You guys don't speak English. And uh, you guys, you Asians, are doing all right because you're studying and kicking ass. How? I mean, something as simple as don't major in stupid bullshit. The education bubble. Oh, are we making progress there? And you can actually see the progress being made. I actually like to see the progress. That's probably one of the greatest feathers in our cap. Is not only the Trump victory, but we start to see actual progress. All these liberal arts colleges shutting down. The drop in people majoring in the liberal arts and the humanities. Oh, is it great to see you fucking middle-aged baby boomer scum professors finally have to worry about retirement. Because no one's taking your stupid filth anymore. And that's all because of the internet. That's all because of extreme white right-wing positions. Such as don't major in fucking women's studies. And, and the sheeple are finally maybe waking up saying, hey, wait a minute. These people actually want to help us. He, 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 he doesn't hate black people. He, he came up with an idea to actually help them. Wait a minute. She doesn't hate these people. She's just telling people to go major. She doesn't hate women. She wants women to go major in STEM. Why would I major in English? All I, all I hope is that the people who have been duped all this time, the millions, the generations of people that have been duped by you cocksucking motherfucking communists, you fucking cowards hiding behind this facade that you're fucking media or journalists. I, I just hope that enough people wake up, that the two generations you fucking lied to wake up and realize what fucking cocksucking mother pe- motherfucking pieces of shit you are. I can't wait till people wake, like, like when the Gen Xers get a little bit older and realize, hey, wait a minute, you know what? John Stewart really wasn't that smart. Uh, uh, wait a minute, we, we actually believe, like, you know, how I was kind of ashamed to like, yeah, I, I don't know why writing poems didn't work. I thought it was a great idea back when I was 23. Now as I'm old, I'm like, boy, that's pretty fucking stupid. And I think that's going to be the same thing when baby boomers actually start getting, or not baby boomers, Gen Xers start growing a little bit of gray hair. Hey, you know, that John Stewart guy, he... he he may have been funny, but he didn't know jack shit about politics. And you're kind of ashamed to say that's where you got your fucking news. Oh, but it does give me hope. It does give me hope that since the the internet is truly, we could say, representative, there is no bias. There is no institutional bias. There's no oligopolies. There's no major media players. It's free. It's accessible to everyone. I I think you're going to see some progress to the right. And in places you're not expecting it, women, there's an increasing movement of women who don't believe in this feminist, I got to go sacrifice my life and fuck my children. I don't need them anyway because I need a cat and a doctorate. A 
A lot of women are going more the traditional route. There's, there's, there's at least people saying, no, you know what? It's all right to be white. It's all right to be a stay-at-home mother. And it's all right to be rich. Minorities are starting to realize, hey, wait a minute. You know, uh, maybe we are on the plantation. What exactly have the Democrats done for us? What do we have to lose? These really dangerous and torpedo-like questions to the mainstream media and the Democrat Party. Oh, and even, oh, you want to talk about a perfect torpedo. That poor eight-year-old kid whose mom thought it would be funny to kick the kid out of the house because he voted for Trump. Eight years old. What is that, second or third grade? She kicks this poor boy out of her house because he voted for Trump in the school election. This kid is crying as an eight-year-old about to be kicked out into the real world would. And she's yelling at him and cursing at this eight-year-old kid because of him voting Trump. Poor kid doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know. Oh, I like his hair. I mean, it... it that is a brilliant torpedo to expose to the rest of the world just what sick and just disgusting servile scum you guys are to the left. Just just what, what true monsters lay out there. You're not all, oh, we just want to help the children. You guys are fucking disgusting pieces of shit. And this, this could be maybe considered the first internet meme. I don't know why we didn't win with Obama. Perhaps because we ran fucking Mitt Romney. Well, I'm just I'm I like minorities too. I just I'm only going to give you ninety eight percent of what Obama will. We're not racist. We're not racist. Took somebody to actually change and adapt to this new media. Hey, fuck you. Nah, 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 nah. We're going to build a wall. Yeah, we're going to deport the illegal aliens. Oh my God, fucking real leadership. And you idiots in the media still played from the handbook. He's racist. He's racist. He's racist. Yeah, that doesn't get tired. That, that, that doesn't get tiring. Broken record played for what? 30 fucking years? Oh, it, it, I'm hopeful, guys. I'm hopeful. Hopefully, uh, you know, the, the, the internet will actually free minds. It will actually wake people up. They will discover the truth and it will set them free. And we could potentially have a great future ahead of us. And if the empiricism proves to be true and Donald Trump actually delivers on the stuff he says he's going to do and Congress doesn't fuck it up, if there's actually legitimate changes to help grow... Oh, he was talking about how he's going to lower repatriation of money. There's like, what, $2, $2 trillion in profits offshore. And Trump says... He's going to lower that tax rate to 10% to get people to repatriate it. Holy shit. You know what? That would make a huge dent in the deficit. That would make a huge booming economy. There's so much. I can't, I always forgot it. I've always been looking on the glasses. Well, 80% empty. That's, that's all I've focused on. But I keep forgetting that just as there is the statistical chance of poverty, failure, collapse, which is the way the, the, the boat has been headed. There is also the unlimited potential for, for economic growth, high employment, a better life, uh, restructuring, reorganizing how we do education. I mean, we could, we could have it so that you get a two-year certification as the equivalent of a of a, of a bachelor. I mean, there's so much potential for good we could do. It's just society has to do it. Yeah, I, and I'm still, I'm still on the glasses 20, uh, 80% empty. 
uh, kind of side of things here. But but listed, you know, based on the list of things Trump wants to do, a lot of which is not even controversial. A lot of it's kind of, kind of you know, getting us out of NAFTA. I, I have my own economic arguments for staying in free trade agreements. But, hey, you know what? <laughs> and the best one, the best one was... Uh, Treating China as a currency manipulator, which it fucking is. That right there is a no-brainer. You're either right or left. You should be on board with that one. It gives you a little bit of hope. You're kind of like, hey, I can see a roadmap to where maybe you'd want to stay in the United States. Maybe blacks and whites won't be at each other's throats. Maybe, maybe the government won't be constantly dividing us between sex, gender, sexual preference, and religion. Maybe the government would stay the fuck out of it and let us be alone. And maybe the economy would be more growing more than this limp dick Obama economy of 2.1% growth, which is barely more than inflation. Now, all right, well, so we got some more sponsors here. Uh, Asshole Consulting, if you have a question that you need guidance, leadership, counsel, wisdom, or a swift kick in the ass on, go to assholeconsulting.com. Uh, do not wait, do not think, do not debate. Imagine if you were to pay 50 you were to go back in time and pay me $50 to consult about whether or not you should major in communications. Imagine if, would that have been worth it? Would that have been worth it? Would it have been worth to go back in time and pay me $100 even, even though I, I rarely charge anyone that much money? Well, let's just say it was 100 you, you paid for a very long and complicated video. Would that be worth avoiding divorce? And false rape accusations and child support uh, that your wife who had bipolar disease and didn't know her father, which the signs were there, would that have been worth it? A lot of people say I'm expensive. I am not expensive. I am very cheap preventative medicine. Make sure you do not get the cancer of society and divorce and drama and chaos and worthless degrees and bullshit. Go to assholeconsulting.com and hire my motherfucking ass out. And if you and if you don't need problems in your life, it's perfect. You go send a friend of yours who's in trouble. Say, hey, you got to talk to this guy. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you may. We have, I estimate, to be about 3,000 listeners weekly. We do two shows uh, a week, or at least I try to, a cursory and a regular. Uh, but then I also advertise you on my YouTube channel where we have 27,000 th- 27, and change listeners, viewers. And then you also get an ad on the blog uh, over at Captain Capitalism at blogspot.com. It's $100 a month. I do not do a minimum of six or any of this bullshittery that they do in mainstream media or radio. I want you to make money. And if you don't make money in that first month, cool. We don't worry about renewing. That's why. And there's no hard feelings. People think, oh, you know what? I really like, no, dude, you didn't make money. You didn't make money. Don't worry about it. But still, if you'd like to ramp up your advertising for Christmas, let the old captain know. Contact me. Go to my blog, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Find the profile. Send me the email. My email's there. I won't explain it. ElkinCPA.com. Chad Elkins. That's ElkinCPA.com, our resident in-house CPA for the Manosphere and Red Pill world. If you have accounting, taxes, business, or um, any other kind of finance, tax-related issues, contact Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. Tax season will be starting here in a month and a half, so contact them now to make sure that um, your, I don't know, your finances are taken, whatever. If you got a reason to contact an accountant, go contact him. 
Um, that's elkidcpa.com. And then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. If you're sick and tired of listening to this podcast, we have other friends of Cappy. Friends of Cappy. The 405media.com, John Grant in his, uh, he's got multiple, it's a, it's a podcast station. You know, radio stations, remember those? Uh, yeah, they're going away. Now they've been replaced by a podcast station, so he has a potpourri of different podcasters you can listen to at the405media.com. Uh, there's Small Scale Life, uh, hosted by uh, Tom. You can listen to him. Uh, the Black Brigade Debrief is back. DT and the man, they had their first uh, episode together. And I was like, holy cow, you're still podcasting? I didn't know. Because if you go off your regular schedule, people will stop listening. So I guess the Black Brigade Debrief is back. Go to blackbrigade.org and listen to our good pals, DT and the man. The world of Lori Zook, our lovely enchantress down in Florida. Lori Zook, spelled Z-O-O-C-K. She has a podcast that is a potpourri, a uh, smorgasbord of different, not necessarily political, but unrelated topics. She just does what's interesting to her. So if you need to unplug and not necessarily listen to politics, although every once in a while she'll do political topics, um, go to the world of Lori Zook. You'll find her on Potomatic or with the name Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. Uh, she's the only one. You'll be able to find her very easily. Financial Survival Network, our good friend Carrie Lutz. Uh, go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Uh, if you want to learn about precious metals investing, um, and and a lot of a lot of good, you'll get a, he, he has some really good uh, guests on his show that are smarter than me in the world of economics, uh, or I should say more policy wonky. Uh, so if you want to learn about the central bank, monetary policy, stuff like that, go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. And listen to Kerry Lutz and his, his host of very good um, guests he have uh, coming on to his show. Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk with Silvio Canto. You can find him on blogtalkradio.com, our uh, Hispanic agent in the field down there in Texas. Um, and then blowmeuptom.com. You, of course, all know him as St. Lycus. Tom Lycus, uh, not only great show to listen to, but if you guys, again, are looking to run advertisements that is the man to go to. Contact Gary over at blowmeuptom.com, uh, and uh, they will get you. Uh, I would, I would, in all intellectual honesty, advertise on his site before you advertise on mine because I do not have the reach that Tom does. Uh, so if you, and then come here and, and spend what pittance of money you have left. Uh, glorious Carl's glorious hat. Get your glorious hat at gloriousHat.com. Made with real fake dead animal. It's warm. It's great. And it'll be uh, here for uh, winter. Race Riot Apparel, R-A-Y-C-E. Race, not, not race as in uh, uh, ethnicity race. Race as in his first name is race. R-A-Y-C-E. Race Riot Apparel. You can go to cafepress.com, Race Riot Apparel, and get yourself some very politically incorrect t-shirts. Academic Composition at academiccomposition.com. Our good friend Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your homework for you. You have finals coming up. You have final papers coming up. Why waste your precious time writing worthless leftist tripe for your liberal arts prereqs when you could do what corporations, smart corporations do, and that is outsource your mundane tasks to other people. And they'll take it gladly. It'll cost you money, but they will write your papers for you. They will also put together your resume for you for $100 per resume. And if you are looking to write for Alex, 
Go to academiccomposition.com. Send him an email. Tell Alex that the captain sent you and that you'd like to write for him. Or if you'd like to do marketing for him, you can. Both are very boring jobs. Both are, They're not highly paid. They're enough to get by. But the key selling point is you can do it from wherever you want as long as you got internet access. So if you are hard up for money, go to academiccomposition.com and consider working for Alex. Do you have any demand for audio work? Then go to jimfear138.blogspot.com and another friend of ours, uh, Undertow at undertowaudio.com. Two young men with great voices, better than mine. They will read your books. They are professional. They are somewhat fast. Uh, and they, um, they, yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. They're so busy, both of them. That's why I can, multi- I can advertise multiple uh, voice artists uh, because uh, one guy would not be able to handle it. If you have a book that's been published or you're publishing it, you have to get it on audible.com. And you know what? Don't waste your time. It's, it's a harder than you think discipline to record a book. Send it to the professionals. Go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. Tell them the captain sent you. Or go to undertowaudio.com and tell them that the captain sent you. Uh, Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. That's our good friend Max. Uh, if you are an author and you want to advertise your book uh, to conservative or libertarian or basically not leftist readers, go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Contact Max. Uh, and tell him that, wait, actually, let me look up something. Let's do this. Give me a second here, guys. That's if the internets would work. Let's make sure you can go to the site and contact him. Um, behind the housing crash, holy shit. Wait, 15 people? Wow. Okay. I'm even more impressed with Max. Um, Where's the contact? Directory, language, about us. Here we go. Perfect. Uh, Looks like you got to contact them. Company, job. Oh, no, that's Instagram. Hang on here. Let's do this right. All right, there it is. Here, I'll give you the email. Maybe that might work, Clary. Max at Wooter.co, not com, co. Wooter is spelled W-O-O-T-E-R. Max at Wooter.com. Tell him that the captain sent you if you uh, want to run ads on his site. He has, I just looked at the site. I'm kind of impressed, actually. There's like 17 people, 171 likes, 15 comments on my... um, on my book, uh, Behind the Housing Crash, which is an older one. Oh, look, here's the, what's his name? Matt Tran's book, New Grad Grad Job Hacks. Uh, Basically, he's got 30,000 followers, and if you uh, run an ad on his site, it's $100 a month. Uh, I can almost guarantee you, you'll make the money back uh, because there's that many people that follow that. So if you want to advertise your book, and basically it's not a leftist book, it's just a book that's going to help people out or be interesting, Max would love to have you advertise. It's a win-win. Max makes a little bit of money. You're going to make more than $100 you spend on Max, at least for that first month. I can almost guarantee you. Anyway, email Max, max at wooter.co.com. Let them know that the old captain sent you. And, um, yeah, that might work a little bit better. There's no contact 
on the Instagram. But go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Take a look at what books are out there if you're looking for a book to buy, either for yourself or somebody else. Um, then we have my classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks and stocks, bonds, investing. Oh, my. If uh, you don't know anything about investing or finance or personal financial management and you'd like to start, you just want to get the basic, I have a great introductory beginner's course, very hand-holdy, called Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh, My. You could take it anywhere. It's online. It doesn't matter where you sign up so you could shop around for price, but it's offered at hundreds of different places. So just search the title. Stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, you'll find it. Keep in mind, it's predominantly old grandma ladies that take these classes. I don't know why they take them when they're old grandma ladies because you got to do this early. The earlier you do this, the better. Um, but since it is your grandma on these uh, discussion boards and online classes, there's no discussion of politics, no cursing, no swearing uh, beyond your best church-going behavior. If you want a class that's a little bit more advanced, or basically you want to learn about accounting really well, uh, take the analysis and valuation of stocks. That's a great class. I'm actually I like that class more than the other one because I think it, it's well, it is much more interesting, but perhaps not as universally uh, universally applicable uh, to people. But uh, search that class as well. The analysis of valuation of stocks. If you want to learn how to read financial statements and analyze and value stocks, don't just randomly pick stocks by cool sounding names. Oh, I heard this on this on MS or CNBC. You know, read the annual report, read the 10K, read the 10Q, find out what's going on with the company. Take the analysis of valuation of stocks, and there once again, uh, also be on your best behavior. All right, that's it for the Clary Podcast. If you would, please kindly tell people, share, a friend. You want to spread it like syphilis. Get it, get all your friends, make sure they all get it. Like a scourge of herpes, spread the Clary Podcast far and wide. Uh, just share on Facebook and all that. And that's all we got. Um, what else? Is next week? No, not this weekend. Next weekend is Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be going strong uh, through the uh, the girlfriend's leaving uh, for the holidays. She goes to her family, and then I kind of got to choose between which family. I uh, go moms or dads. Okay, she get like compensation for gas. Like if you fuckers would have stayed in one place, it would have cut my my gas expense in half. Uh, but I should do a, a. I had a couple people like. Do I have to remember my my stepbrothers and sisters if everyone keeps getting married or dating? It's like no, you don't have to. <laughs> no, don't, I don't. I don't. I, after a while, you gotta give. Who are you dating now? What? I, who, how many kids? Who? Jim? Fred? Billy? Mortimer? Felix? I. Uh, oh, what? Now you're done. Okay, I, I guess I didn't have to know those people in it. So, uh, but yeah, I. I uh, the girlfriend's gonna go, but uh, after I visit. The respective family members. I think I'm just gonna hang out and just chill by myself. That's the good thing about holidays. Like there is no reason to write or put together good pieces uh, to really work because no one's gonna read them on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Eve and Christmas and Christmas Eve. No, so that I actually have no guilt or compunction to go and put stuff together. I may even do a zero fucks given hour. I've been meaning to do this. Um, and if no one's around, plus I have my recording studio all set and ready to go, I got to just run electricity out of it. That's why I haven't recorded there yet. I may start doing a zero fucks given hour and you guys can call in or, or, um, audio in on the Google live stream. And, um, I kind of, I want to toy with that, but I had to have the right, 
goddamn people always getting in my way. Happiest time I ever was when I was working out at that uh, that facility that I can't name that was so far removed from any living quarters I could be loud at all. That'd be heavenly. Just wait till I get my South Dakota property and my South Dakota recording studio. Oh, there's no one going to be bothering me there. Nope. And I will have police tape around it where no women will be allowed. That will be my place. My place. Anyway, the girlfriend's going to be gone. I'll have the whole house to myself. My tenants will be gone. I can be loud. I can do the zero fucks given hour. So um, while everybody plays the best of, uh, what's his name? Dennis Prager. And uh, and what's his name? Who's the other Jewish guy? The the really ugly one. He's a nice guy. Don't get me smart. Don't get me wrong. Um, Michael Medved. Oh, he is. he does have a face for radio. No offense, Michael. Which he probably knows. <laughs> but he does the uh so he does always a history thing, the history of America and and stuff like that. So if you're kind of bored with that and you want to participate, I'll probably have the zero fucks given hour also on uh Thanksgiving Day and Christmas uh well night it would be late night for all you uh bachelors and bachelorettes who uh either can't go home or don't have a home to go to. All right, we'll catch you kids later. Toodles.